Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. I'm your host, Andrew Cram, and damn it, I am excited about this episode. It is with Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes and his own solo project. And this is one of those dream come true episodes. He was so influential to me in the early days of me discovering music. And I think there's so much about him that people might not realize of how much he paved the way with the amount of culture that he influenced and people that he helped in their careers. He's just this fascinating dude that I have so much respect for. And we got to talk about all of that. You can hear me in this episode nerding out and like the genuine excitement. I think you're really going to love this one. If you know the band really, really well and his projects really, really well, or if you've never heard of him, it will be extremely insightful, especially if you're an old warp Tour kid like myself. And if you paid attention to that scene and the golden era of Fueled by Ramen and all of that stuff, you are in for a treat. And another really special thing about this episode is as there are so many stories and references and moments, my incredible editor and producer, Diana wanted to try something new and incorporate some visual elements. So if you didn't know, there is a Where Are All My Friends YouTube channel where you can watch the podcast and you can even watch it now on Spotify. So video in this episode is pretty cool and has a lot in it. So if you have been listening and not watching, I recommend you go watch this one because it's a fun one. All right, let's get into it. Where are all my friends? Travi McCoy. I can't believe I'm saying that. Pete, yo, okay. and I was talking to Hodge about this before uh, we even did this. And I was like, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a song called Where Are All My Friends by Harold Melvin, the Blue Notes. And I grew up on Philly Soul and one of my favorite bands ever, Harold Melvin, the Blue Notes. Rest in peace, Teddy Pendergrass. But the minute he was like, yeah, we're doing the Where Are All My Friends podcast, I was like, I automatically went to, you know what I mean, that song. I'm like, have you ever heard that song? Dude, I have. And it's the only thing that competes with me in SEO. What? So it's like, yeah, because so like you so Google you know. it and it beats me. And as it you should, should use because it it's as a fucking your intro legendary. song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sample that shit. I'll make you a beat. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh my God. Because I was always afraid to. I was like, well, I can't just rip it. But it's like, it's kind of nah. like. I'll, I'll 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 make you a beat. I'll take I'll sample and make you a beat, and you can use it as an intro. That would real. be the most epic shit. It's like the best. Uh, it was the most accent. I didn't think about it when I did it, and then mm. when I saw it, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So what? Can, let me ask you this. Let's go. Uh, and, and let's flip the script real quick. So <laughs> what, what what made you decide to call your 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 cast? Where, Where are all my friends? friends? So it was uh, I had to name a tour with mm. some other friends and like remember like back in the day when everything was just like some random tour like disaster tour Absolutely. or whatever or like the meg uh mega or was it monster yeah, or yeah it was yeah. always like that shit and like you kind of just like stop like you're like you have to name it something yeah. but like and we were just kind of riffing and it was like the where are all my friends tour like wow. when it's just a bunch of homies going and you had out. no idea about the song like None, not That's at all crazy. and the podcast didn't exist yet yeah and then i was like shortly after i was like all right we're gonna do it we're gonna do the pod and i like i was way too significant i mm. was like the the come up the grind the hustle like you know You're just like, like uh, the podcast where you learn to word. be inspired by this and that and, like i was so fucking on the nose and i straight up like i was so like organized about it where i made a google uh like a form where you could like choose things yeah, yeah. and i sent it to all my closest friends and i was like no bias like no bullshit just and like pick what you it. love yeah. and i like somebody suggested where are all my friends and it was like wow. the undisputed winner and i was like well fuck me like i guess it's that that's fucking awesome so, shout yeah. out to my pops you know what i'm saying <laughs> dude that's so crazy that's you know wild. that song but, but no one's ever said that a crazy yeah another crazy thing is like 
since we're talking about dope tour names, the Daryl Hall for President tour, I'm just saying, probably one of the dopest tour names ever. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> were you the one that would name tours? Uh, absolutely. Um, for the most part, um, there was one tour that didn't happen, and I was really sad. It, we were we were gonna do a short run around Halloween time, and we called it. I called it the the great. You know, the, you remember uh, the Charlie Brown, um, the great pumpkin caper or whatever. Well, they would always have like the Charlie Brown specials. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had a Halloween. It was called the the great pumpkin pumpkin caper. So and and I called the tour the great pumpkin smashing caper and we were all like it was all of us but we we're drawn like like, like uh, charlie like brown charlie brown and the peanuts crew you know what i'm saying it was it was gonna be so dope it was only like five dates but it was like all halloween themed you know what i'm saying well, those and, were the it never went down but those were the ones where you could get crazy though like exactly. the five day runs it was like literally I'll, I'll say, i'm gonna say that anything. name though. don't take my shit don't take my shit but, yeah Okay, so actually, though, this is a great segue because I was saying like right before we started, I'm really fucking honored to have you on. Like you, you maybe don't realize how much, uh, how much you were an impact to my early days. And I not only did my homework before doing the pod, I've just seen your career. So the one thing that I don't want to do is tell your story over again. Like you're no jumper. Like you've done so many great interviews. So mm. I'm like not trying to do that same thing. And but I don't get that vibe from you at all. I feel like you 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 want to talk, and I want to. I'm, I'm with it. I'm oh with my it. god! I'm with so it. I want to jump right into tours. Yeah. Because I think like I saw you when I was like I would I would have been like 15, 16, and I was pretty mm. sheltered, and I kind of like found I was more hip hop indie alternative stuff before yeah. i was like warp tour music Word up. and then i go to my first warp tour i'm like 15 16 years old and i see gym class heroes playing the myspace acoustic tent and i was like stop the fucking presses like what is this <laughs> what is this and like taxi driver era and yeah, i was yeah. like what yeah it was it was that the, they were strange times and I, I, i'll let you get hop back no 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 like, like that's that's where i want to start it was strange it was it was strange times because we were like in this 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 kind of globule of you know like like there was definitely a scene you know yeah. what i'm saying and and again like not to go back into my story because i'm sure you probably heard this shit in a million areas but like i grew up a hardcore kid you know what i'm yes. saying but also influenced by everything my dad listened to my dad's a bass player so I, it was like this dichotomy and being biracial like i had you know the black side of my family that were like strictly into funk hip-hop and all shit and, and the white side of my family that were into metal and and hair metal and all this shit. So it was like this crazy dichotomy. And and so when I got to Warped Tour and I'm like, where the fuck do we fit in? And yeah. I was like, you know what, we don't. And that's kind of a cool thing, you know what I'm saying? And I remember having a conversation with Matt from gym class. I was like, yo, like, I feel like this is, like there's a window for what's going on right now because there was this this formulaic thing going on on Warped Tour. It was like, all right, Sing here, scream there. Yeah. Sing here, scream there. And I'm yeah. like, I seen them. It's like every band is doing the same goddamn thing. So I'm like, people are gonna get tired of this shit pretty soon. But I remember having sitting sitting them down, being like, "Yo, when this shit fizzles out, like we'll still be standing triumphantly because we, we're not catering to this crowd, but we're offering them something else." And it just fucking it warms my heart that you picked up on that, you know, and and and, yeah. and that you happen to walk by that MySpace tent and catch us, you know what I'm saying? It, it really warms my heart. Man. Well, bro, like like that's crazy, like what you just said there, because 
I didn't grow up biracial. Like I didn't grow up with nearly the same story yeah. as you, but I still felt kind of like that, like not outcast kid, but my interests were all over the place. And I think at that time, you were a little bit more like categorized. Like if you were yeah. a skate kid, you listened to this. If Absolutely. you were this kid, you listened to this. So like, I can only imagine like you're growing up. Like, Ooh. did you, what it was, you the, found both of these genres. Were you a band kid forever? What did so, you get into so here's first? The thing. Um, like I said, I, I, I grew up listening to everything my, my father listened to. Hall and Oates was like, obviously, you know, the, Wait. oh my ob- God, I didn't even know. <laughs> obviously the, uh, the major the major thing that stuck with me from you know like my father passing down what he was into yeah and um so like just to go back to what you're saying like coming up i i i didn't latch on to anything until like high school when i was like there's nothing to latch on onto there's a, there's so much dope shit out there and um but back to the biracial shit it was this it was it, it was such a weird well one let me take it back. Like please, growing please. up and being a weird, like fat kid that was into comic books. And I had my first tattoo when I was like four, 13 or oh, 12 no or 13. Shit. I mean, it was like a poking stick shit. I did myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my dad beat my ass for it, but it's whatever. And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I probably would be pretty pissed at my kid for giving themselves a tattoo at 13. Who wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta live with this shit for the rest of your life. But it's been since been covered up but yeah. like you know go, going back to what you were saying like you know how you felt sheltered and yeah. how you felt like closed off and yeah. outcasted but um and not to 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 make my story more you know like important than yours because because what you're saying is very important but to add that aspect of like not feel like not not feeling safe mm. to be yourself by both races you know what i'm saying yeah. or by two races that like, is a say, whole struggle that oh i couldn't God. begin like, so, to understand so so the so as you know like having tattoos and piercings and shit in high school and listening to the deftones and and you know like all this other shit that like the the the, the black side of my family wasn't really fucking with they're like oh travis trying to be white you know what i mean and then i had you know white kids that i went to high school with like you can't listen to our music. You know what I mean? Like it was like that, yo, it was, it was that serious. Like, like I'd, I'd wear like a, a, I remember I wore a Pantera shirt to school and they made, they made me turn it inside out. Cause I think it was like far beyond driven, that far beyond driven album. And it was like, if you look really, you can't really tell what it was. It just said Pantera. Yeah. And it was somebody's ass bent over and like a leather dildo being shoved into the ass. And I honestly, when I bought the shirt, I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, you were I like, just wanted a Pantera shirt. Yeah. I, mean, I fucking love Pantera. And uh, I went to school with them, and they're like, yo, you got, either got to go home or you got to turn your, your shirt inside out. And I, I turned my shit, my shit inside out. But back to what I was saying. So then like, like white kids that I went to high school were like, you can't listen to Pantera. Or, you, you know, they would test me like, Name one Pantera song. Right. Like and, you, you know, were like the poser kid to them. Yeah, it's like, you're it's like, like, bitch, yo, I live like, this. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to wear a t-shirt of a band or, or a t-shirt period that I, of, of, of something that I don't fuck, whether it's a brand, a band or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. if I'm not fucking with it, I'm not wearing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I, I, I constantly got tested by both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was like the summer of my freshman year of high school when I said, fuck it, I don't care. I really don't care anymore. I, I, I bleached my hair, you know what I mean? Like when I, I had my septum pierced, like started getting more tattoos, you know what I'm saying? And, and there's just a point where you're just like, I don't have to make 
anybody feel anything like i don't have to prove anything to anyone you know what i'm saying and the fact that you figured out that 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 early is actually insane <laughs> like, like looking back on it, it's like i was pretty young you because know here's my thing <laughs> is when i look at you there's like there is something about you and i i will maybe i don't know how to structure this because i'm so excited and i want to talk about it's everything good, man. I'm here. I'm here. but but i think that that Whatever you figured out there has trickled on into your entire career. And I think people don't realize just how fucking ahead you actually are and have been. Because if you like you put something together when it wasn't fucking cool, like now it's really easy and cool to put any genre together and it's so accessible. But like to be the half black, half white kid that listens to hip hop and metal and all of this like old school, like anything, Mm -hmm. you don't fit into any of those boxes. You're going to get an insane amount of judgment. Like you talk about it so much in like the past music, but like Mm -hmm. grew up fat kid, like everything against you, you had everything everything but then (laughs) come to andrew's point of view so 2000 call it six how old are you 2006 when i see you okay so 81 hodge do the math man hold on that uh uh, my man just got the calculator out real quick also shout out hodge (laughs) 25 i was 25 okay so so when you were introduced to me i was 25 so you were the coolest motherfucker i ever saw (laughs) and i think about that now I wasn't that cool at 25. And like you were locked, dude. Like by that time, like you had you figured out. Well, I, 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 well, like I said, I stopped giving a fuck. Right. I I, I completely stopped caring about making people happy. And, and I was a a people pleaser my entire life. You know what I mean? Until I decide to please myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck whatever makes anybody else happy. I'm trying to make myself happy. And man, like, like, Looking back on those formative years where where I was being like pretty much fucking berated and 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 made to feel you know like like I don't belong because I was different like I I, I wish I would have figured that out sooner because I would have been a fucking hellion in high school like <laughs> yeah I would have been a hellion like I would have raised so much hell like but I feel like you know you live and you learn I think you figured it out really early yeah because. Gym class starts what tenth grade? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, Matt was in ninth. I was in tenth, but we were in the same class because I failed. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But like, dude, that's early. Like to have that locked, and I think like the thing that I think about is in hindsight that was the coolest shit ever. But the cool shit isn't cool in the beginning. No one understands oh, absolutely it. absolutely not. No right? one it, understands it, takes... it. I want to know what that felt like. Like, I want, please, like, tell me, like, gym class happens. You have a vision. You're doing something that isn't screaming, singing, screaming, singing, screaming, singing. Well, here's, let, let, let me, I don't want to stop you, but nope, there, 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 there was say. no vision. There oh, was really? No vision. So, so there was no mission statement with gym class heroes. It was like, you know, like we were, and I'm, I don't know, I'm sure you know the story of gym class heroes, how how it went down but we we i was playing drums in a punk band called the antisocial and i was horrible really and uh we played a graduation party uh for a friend of mine and matt gym class matt was in another band called hey little buddy but they didn't have a singer so they were just literally just playing instrumentals doing covers and shit matt let me use his drums that night and i beat the shit out of him like and i got i could see him side stage like this motherfucker like and i'm just like <laughs> on my aaron gillespie shit you know what i'm saying like, 
You're like, oh my God. like the beat the shit out of his drums. Like he's just over. I can see him like gritting his teeth. Like, but then like, so they they did like a, a another set of, of instrumentals after our set. There was a mic, and I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, so I just went up and started freestyling, and, and I was like, "Like these dudes are kind of dope, and this shit sounds kind of cool." And then I saw the reaction from the kids at the party. I'm like, "Yeah, word!" And we we got up like like two and a half weeks later, and in in Milo, the original guitarist from uh, Gym Class Heroes, mm-hmm. who uh, is now. Uh, he started Ra Ra Riot. I'm not sure if. Wait, what the fuck? Actually, yeah, yeah. So, oh, little little little, little Easter egg. What so, the fuck? The original the original guitarist Milo Benassi from uh, Gym Class Heroes uh, started the band Ra Ra Riot. So, that's a whole nother. We can get into that later. But um, so we got together at Milo's house uh, a couple weeks after that party, and just started jamming in his basement. First, we started doing like Rage Against the Machine covers because it seemed right. You know, yeah. we're in high school, we're angry, and we yeah. all love Rage. But then I was just like, why don't we try to write some original shit? You know what I'm saying? And and <laughs> I think the first song, this is another Easter egg, the first song that we ever wrote originally together it was a song called Toolbox. And we called it Toolbox because Matt was obsessed with Danny Carey from Tool. He made this crazy ass like Danny Carey esque drum fucking pat like like i was just yeah, like yo this is on crazy. some tool shit going on crazy. some tool shit yeah. and he was getting it in i'm like yo this is crazy so we called the song toolbox you know what i mean like demo status and then uh i started writing lyrics like well i, mean, I had been writing poetry and raps for for years you know what okay I mean? and so I, I started like all right let me try this let me see if this works with this and i think toolbox was probably the first gym class hero song ever written like, is it still like accessible like can you oh no it? no it's, it's, it, it was never recorded but there is a song called don't let me down okay which which is crazy because now that i think you know when you when you when you were, were speaking about how young i was when i realized i didn't give a fuck and, yeah. and i was going i was going to take my own path we wrote a song called uh don't let me down and it was after i had ro- i watched a movie called rosewood and and the movie is it's with ving rams it's about a black town in florida um just all blacks and all, like kind of like some black wall street shit you know what i mean and a white dude beat the shit out of his wife and basically she said that a black man did it so the clan went to Rosewood, burned the whole shit down. So like, I'm watching this movie like, and it's a true story, like, which is even crazier. So I'm like, this movie just blew my mind. So I wrote this song and the whole song's basically based on that movie. But you can find Don't Let Me Down somewhere, I'm sure. Like that was like one one of the first songs we ever recorded. I'm pretty sure we did it on like a a four track cassette like recorder but holy yeah shit. that was i that was that was like the moment i realized like yo we don't need to do covers anymore you know yeah. what i'm saying like we can yeah. make some some cool shit but looking back on it speaking on shit like rosewood and and black wall street and all that shit like at what 15 16 years old i'm like damn i was on some shit that's son. fucking bad. i was you, super woke when i was I, in high school God, <laughs> I you, i'm sure word, you though. didn't think about it like that deep you're probably just like writing about what you wrote about Absolutely. but like it, it just goes back to my thing of like i think that's insane that you like found you so mm. early really yeah. because i like now here's where i'm like you are the fucking elder brother that like saw the scene that i knew so well first mm. and we're like in the fucking era of it we're done you were so deep and fueled by family. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to imagine, like, 
once you started running with, and if there's important parts of this story, like mm-hmm. stop me and all that, but sure. um, you start getting discovered and you start getting attention and like Pete from fallout boy finds right, you so, from their so, merch right, guy, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go. So let me run it back. So, <laughs> so before the whole field by shit yeah. happened, so we recorded, uh, shout out to Doug White at Watchman Studios. Cause he, he was the first, he was basically the first dude to tell us that we were do, doing something cool. You know Whoa. what I'm saying? So, um, and this was at a time, like we didn't have money. So we were borrowing money from our families to yeah, record yeah. and, Doug kind of knew it, but like he was so stoked on what we were doing and yeah. how we were blending genres and um, you know what I mean? So he he was just like, hey, whatever, whatever we gotta do, we gotta do it. Yeah. I mean, you guys pay me when you pay me, whatever. And what era? Like what year? So this is this is a. Uh, I think we recorded our first. I, it was called Greasy Kids stuff. Yeah, and that was before for the kids, which was like our full our first full length. Yeah, but we did an EP called Greasy Kids stuff, which was from a a Bill Cosby skit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. we won't get into <laughs> but um <laughs> <laughs> i can see your head going there i can see you thinking about why you named it that <laughs> <laughs> i mean if so Liz, I'll, I'll 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 actually I'll, I'll explain it i'll explain it real quick so it's a skit he's talking about uh the first time he ever put pomade in his hair mm-hmm. like grease you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like like some and, murray's uh, shit like yeah really, like, yeah, like Mur- yeah. Exactly, yeah. Murray, exactly and then he goes uh and he's like, yeah, you know, like my dad goes, uh, here, here's, here's some, here's some, here's some grease, you know what I mean? And then he goes, put it on your head, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like insinuating that he was doing some other shit with <laughs> yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, greasy the dopest title stuff. ever, you know what I'm saying? So, so we did. I think it was, I think Greasy Kids stuff had like three or four original songs on it, and but the enthusiasm I saw from Doug producing and recording this shit, I was like damn, like maybe we're tapped into something that, you know what I mean, that may be special, you know? And and then after that, we, uh, so this is all before Feel By Ramen. That's, yeah, that, that was my whole point. Right. So Doug was pretty much, he he pretty much took on the executive pro- production, yeah. like task yeah. of us, you yeah. know, as a band. And, and and he did it with honor. Like he, like like every time we go, he's like, and it's it's funny to this day, he still sends Matt, videos of bands that he has to record and it's videos of him just like just like and it's like them recording him just going fuck (laughs) come back to the studio please you know what i'm saying like y'all were like friends like you had something real yeah yeah, absolutely and and the more enthused he got the more it made me enthused that we were doing something cool you know he like reaffirmed to you that your your take was unique and that like what your your combination of everything was special and the whole band and 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 he's a music he was obviously a musician himself and in his own right and yeah just that that affirmation from him made me want to go home just to write more shit and go back and record you know what i'm saying and then so we we went back home after we did greasy kids stuff and listened to it a gazillion times yeah and then we're like yo we got to go back we got to go back and with that said we didn't have money to like go into a studio and and write you know what i mean that that was foreign to me like and that was that's something that comes later so like we had to have shit written rehearsed and well rehearsed before we went to the studio because we didn't have money or time you had to get it done quick you had to have it like yeah there's a sense of urgency like yo like the minute the minute that clock started like 
we had to get it in. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like, and I, I, I would, I would, I got to give it to Doug for putting us in that place because it made us take our craft seriously. You know what I'm saying? So like, I took writing very seriously because I, I like, and and not only that, but like, I wanted the band to be excited about what I was talking about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's all shit that we could all relate to, but also I wanted to look out when I was recording and see Doug smile. You know what I mean? That was yeah. like, that was like, that was everything to me. Like, so he was like really fucking Oh, important. he was tapped in. Yeah, Yo, yeah. Doug White, you're a saint. I love you. I love you. There would be no gym class hero, heroes without Doug White. You know Crazy. I mean? so, so like that, that like early belief from him and that support oh, and the encouragement was like so important. For sure. For so sure. you start recording with him. So we did Greasy Kid, Kid stuff. stuff. That was the first EP. And then we did For the Kids, which was our first full length. Okay. And we did that whole shit with Doug. There was a couple songs from Greasy Kids stuff on that. Yep. And then there was just like this evolution of like, all right, now we're taking this seriously. Yeah. The artistry comes in. It's like, all right, we made an EP, mm-hmm. four songs. This is what we do. How do we make a cohesive album? You know, that makes sense. Like to not only to people who have never heard anything like this, but to people that enjoy music, you know what I mean? So the title came before the album was done. I was like, we're doing this shit for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like for all the kids that felt like I felt going through, like, like you know, like feeling yeah. like weird in high school and not only that, but for all the kids in our hometown of Geneva, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and if you if you find ever find the cover for the kids, it's literally us and like a hundred kid, little kids from Geneva just like, standing around like just like this you know what i'm saying we did this and but that was also like like damn we can make full albums like this is crazy but then it's like damn like i felt like i had said everything at that time i felt like i I had said everything that i could possibly say about what was going on in my life and i'm like what do i do next holy fuck and i'm like (laughs) you like wrote a single full length and you're like fuck uh, now what now what exactly so i was like well fuck it i'll just live life and write about it, you know what I'm saying? So I was put on to like bands like Sunny Day Real Estate, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and like, just like shit like, like Elliot, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like bands that I'd never heard of, but like, they struck a chord with me, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I was heavy into AP, like reading AP Magazine okay, forever. Yeah. yeah, cause that shit was, that was oh, the Bible man, That then. was the, the Bible, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I started noticing like this, this, this formulaic thing, with, like these bands, they they have these fucking three sentence names or these three sentence like I'm like what the yeah, fuck yeah Jimmy Eat like, World yeah, or uh, you will know us by the trail of the dead I'm like oh yeah but as I'm oh, reading oh, oh like, you're oh you're saying like big crazy names yeah oh, oh like, I thought you were saying like one two three yeah yeah I'm like wait that's a band name yeah like, yeah, 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 like, yeah I thought yeah. Gym Class Heroes was a lot but yeah. like you will know us by the trail of the dead God yeah. damn y'all going hard you know what I'm saying so but as I'm looking at all these band names in AP I'm like. I started seeing like this this narrative. I'm like, that sounds cool next to this. That sounds cool. I was like, what if I took these these band names and and you know what? And and I'm not sure if it, it, I'm sure there's been a lot of comparisons to it, but Jizza from Wu Tang put out a song called Labels, and he took all the 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 big name. Uh, major labels at the time and basically made a story using the names oh, of the labels. Oh shit, like, I didn't even know that. It was that. like, Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy. And I was like, this is genius. So I'm like, damn, I wonder if I could do that with all these like band scene names. bands. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. So I wrote Taxi Driver and I brought it to Matt and he was like, yo, this shit is crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like, thank you. But like, what do we do now? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, listen, I, I want to make a song that's like 
like I want the song to to be more focused on the narrative and the story more so than the music. So so the guitar was very very simple. Yeah, Matt killed the drums. Matt was a jazz trained drummer, so oh, he's a beast. You so know that what was so, meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when we posted it to Pure Volume, and people went ape shit. So it was pure volume. Yeah, that's we, where it caught. That's where it caught, and oh, and people went ape shit. shit. And there was a lot of haters, like, oh, they're they're trying to like, like basically the high school shit I went through yeah. all over again. Oh like, my god, oh, who's this dude? These like, does, does he even listen to these bands? Right. You know what I'm, saying? I'm like, oh, they're like. I'm too grown for this bullshit. Like, yeah. fuck y'all. But that's you know like, that's sick. Like you evoked the, the haters. You evoked came a back. response. The shit came back. And yeah. I was like, yo, and, and honestly, I was, it, it, it made me more stoked. I was Good. like, haters gone, hey. Yeah. Ball is gone, bye. Potatoes you know gonna potate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> I'm using that. <laughs> so, so we, we post Taxi Driver. Um, We post Taxi Driver to pure volume. Yeah. And so the feedback was, it was kind of like yeah. evened out. A lot yeah. of haters, a lot of people into it. But um, this kid, Nick Schmecker, shout out to Nick. I know that. He name. reached out to, he reached out to us. So Nick was doing merch. Not he, he was doing merch designs for Fall Out Boy for, for years. He reached out. It was like, hey, I love this song, blah, blah. If you guys ever need any merch designs, let me know. Oh. So Matt reached out to him and was like, yeah, dude, like send us some shit. And he sent us some really, really dope merch designs. And he's like, yo, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this band Fall Out Boy, but like I, I do some stuff for them. Do you guys mind if I like show show them some of your stuff? I'm like, absolutely not. So he Did played. you know Fall Out Boy at the time? So I had heard of Fall Out Boy. Okay, but you weren't like, oh my God, huge not a, fan. Not at you all. You were just like, that's cool. You not work with all. a band, show them, whatever. Matt, Matt yeah. played me a couple songs off Take This to Your Grave. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And then then the more I listened to it, I was like, I fuck with it. But yeah. the lyric in Taxi Driver was like, Fall Out, Boy Meets Girl, Jimmy yeah. E. World. Yeah. Fall Out, Boy Meets Girl, Jimmy E. World, but Schleppi's pills till he's all out. Not one stop. Yeah. Anyway, so Pete heard that shit and he was like, oh uh, shit, he gave us a shout out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Then Pete reaches out like, yo, like, like he reaches, I think he either, either reached out to me or Matt, I can't remember. And he was like, hey, you know, we're doing a, a show in Buffalo. Come hang out with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's, let's chop it up. And I'm like, cool, let's go. Like, so we went to the show in Buffalo. Amberlynn was opening up for them, which is oh hilarious. I, I was actually just talking about a story about that night earlier. But um, it was Amberlynn, Autopilot Off, and Fall Out Boy. And, uh, and Fall Out Boy was still on the rise. Yeah. But seeing every kid in that venue singing every fucking word that song. I, was, I looked at Matt, I was like, this is what I want. Oh like, my this God. This is what I want. That's like one like, of those life moments where absolutely. you like, it's fucking burned like, in bro, your mind. Like you like, see it and you're like this, the bar is here. Now. I had never seen anything like that in my life. You know what I mean? And you've like, gone to shows. Oh, absolutely. You grew up absolutely. going to shows. I mean, seeing that at you go that to hardcore level. shows, like, like, yeah, everybody's like barking, but you don't know what the fuck they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like, and it's more like, moshing and it's not like this crowd. That's it's, like and it's more of an energy thing. Yeah. This thing was more of a connection thing. Oh my God. So that was like, you seeing that moment was- I was like, <laughs> let's get it. Like, let's get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and I'll never forget this. It was the day that Ray Charles died. Damn. How do I remember that? It was the day that Ray Charles died and Patrick was in the green room crying. Oh. And I was like, he's different. Like, he's yeah, different. If he's that, different. Dude, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. he's different. And me and Patrick didn't really talk too much that night. It was more me and Pete. And, and yeah. Pete was kind of like sizing me up. Like, 
He's like, ah, oh, oh, you got tats, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah black people get tattoos too. You know what I'm saying? Like, 13 years old, my guy. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if you want one, I got you. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just remember telling him, like, yo, like, I don't know how you do it, but like, I need to know the secret sauce, bro. Okay. Like, yeah, show me yeah. the secret sauce. So you saw him as a real one. Like after oh, that, sure. you were like, I need to know more about this dude. Absolutely. I need to see what the fuck they're doing. Like it went from band where you're like, this song's cool to like they get it absolutely and, yeah. and 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 i i dove in deep with them too like you know like we we started talking a lot through emails and shit or right. actually this is sidekick days so, yeah so we we're aoling yeah. you know what i'm saying aiming or whatever oh you know God. back in the days when you when you leave a sad fucking uh, away message like yeah. and yeah. hopes that somebody dude i was so jealous <laughs> of the kids with sidekicks oh my god did you have a sidekick i did fuck and you know, it's funny that you know my band shitted on me this so this is after we signed fbr i, I spent like 800 dollars on it. like why would you spend that much money on the phone but then three days later, like yo can i hold that day? let me let me hold dude, it for a minute i'm like the no. snowboarding game did you ever play the, the fucking the the game it was the one game on the sidekick and you'd go down the hill and you'd snowboard whatever i don't remember it's all good it's, it's all good. so good i don't remember the, I, I was i was all about trying to get some some titty pics you know what i'm saying oh man that, <laughs> so so Pete, uh so so peep this so Papercut Chronicles is finished now. Yep. And Pete is interested. He's playing taxi driver for for crush management. Oh. For John at FBR. Like, yeah. John Janik. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's shit. Like, so it's like Janik. I, I fuck days, with these yeah. guys. And we decided like maybe this album isn't finished. You know what I mean? So um Matt had set up an entire tour. We had, we had just bought this doo-doo brown van <laughs> that like literally lasted maybe a week and a half, but uh, we had this whole tour lined up. We went back to Watchmen yeah. to try to like do some 11th hour shit. And I had always wanted to, to fuck around with samples. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like within our, the instrumentation, like I wonder if we can mix sampling with what we're doing, you know, like yeah. with the instruments and, and with the band. And we decided to bring in Cy, my roommate from college, to do yeah. Cuba's Chokehold. Now, originally, I wanted to sample the part where Roger goes, don't you look at my girlfriend, because yeah. she's the only one I got. Don't you look at my girlfriend, because she's the only one I got. And Cy fucked up, and he sampled, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only So that was a whole mistake, but I was like, you know what? This shit kind of slaps still. So I can't believe you're saying that because I never understood it as a so, kid. I was like, "That's weird," but whatever. Just slaps. Like, so originally it was supposed to be, "Don't you look at my That's girlfriend?" Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck it," I, I still fuck with it, and and not only that, like it it works. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. so while we're actually about to go on tour, we finish Cupid's Chokehold. Yeah, we had a few days like before the tour started. Yeah, we had a call from Pete, like, "Hey." You guys want to play? You guys want to open up for us? I'm like, duh. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. It's in Davenport, Iowa. I'm like, fam, we're in Buffalo, New York, right now. Like, what? What do you? He's like, like, he's like, yeah, like, well, well, if you guys are down, like, you're more than welcome. Like, Matt, we got to do this shit. Like, yeah, bro, we got in that van and drove our asses off. Like, oh, I, I can't remember God. how long it took, but I remember getting to Iowa and being like. Yeah, because if you were chasing the Bro, thrill of that Fall Out oh Boy show, God. you would have driven anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what we did. Exactly what we did. And we got there and it was, I'll never forget, it was Fall Out Boy, yeah. Bayside, and Armor for Sleep. Holy fuck. And we opened up. And I, and I remember just sitting outside the venue all day like, 
what's this gonna be like? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, is this yeah. gonna be weird? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause I remember, I remember what I saw in Buffalo. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and you know these motherfuckers are diehard. So like, yeah. um, I'm like, shit. Well, fuck it. Like, we just gotta do what the fuck we do. And so we we opened up before all the other bands, and kids were literally jaw dropped. Like, I mean, I don't know if it was in a like wow, this is cool, or what the fuck did I just see? But, but they it were just, made an they effect. were like, it, yeah, it did something. It evoked absolutely. something. Absolutely. So I get off the stage, I'm on a high, I watch the rest of the bands, I'm like, this is crazy. I got to see my second Fall Out Boy show and get to see them rip it again. Yeah. And then after the show, Pete comes up to me, he's like, yo, you guys killed it. He's like, yo, I got Bob from Crush on the phone right now. Like, the motherfucker just had him on the phone? He's like, yo, he wants to talk to you. He's like, I pick up the phone, he's like, hey, like, uh, you know, when you guys wrap up the tour, wrap up the tour, um, I'd love to do a, a, a you know, a, a lunch meeting with you guys and and you know, hopefully we can make something happen. And I'm like, cool, sure, you know what I mean? Hang up. I'm Did like, Pete, like, like, would you suggest us? He's like, listen, I I trust this dude with my life. I'm like, all right, cool, bet, say less. And so we fit we wrapped up that tour after a gazillion fucking van breakdowns and um a a a, a few uh head-to-head -head, uh fights within <laughs> oh my god because it was like the, early touring days yeah like, it was just we're stuck in a van bro and, just like yeah. and, and you know like it's we all have different different personalities and um i don't want to shit on ryan but he was kind of like an old ornery man in a young dude's body and it was kind of yeah. hard to be stay in a van with yeah. and him and i went, went to blows a couple times and yeah. i still got love for him you know what i mean but but it was like early days of like figuring shit out and like getting on the road and roughing it and and going through the bullshit hiccups of being a band being on in a tour band. in a van in a van yeah. exactly so we, we we wrapped up that tour uh got back to new york we had the meeting with bob and he was just like yo i, I want to represent you guys and cool and then came the Fuel by Ramen situation. And we had always been, you know, like being, you know, like the, the, the AP days, like we're yeah, saying, yeah, those yeah. were our Bibles, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, you know, Yellow Card was on, the, on you know, on Fuel by, Fall Out Boy was on Fuel by. I mean, yeah. I, there was a whole list of bands that I was just like, wow, like if we could be a part of this okay, shit. Okay, like, you answered my question because right, like, that, this that. is what I don't know. Okay, let's get I it. I was the kid looking at Fueled By from the other side mm -hmm. and by that time- So who were some of your, Punchline, so who, who are some of your favorite Fueled By Ramen bands? But that's the thing is like, it's you guys, it's your era. For me, it's Academy is, Gym Class, mm -hmm. uh, Fall Out Boy, Paramore. Like that was the core of, oh my God. Word so up. like- I'm, I'm like, did you know, like, was it as cred and cool? And like, it was the top when I saw y'all on it, but mm. y'all were part of why it was top. So when you were meeting with them, were those bands to me the same way? Were you like, holy fucking shit, I'm going to be on a label with this? Or were you just yeah, like, so Pete believes in it, so I'm in? My thing was, I wanted to be signed to Def Jux. You know what I mean? Like, ah, <laughs> see, that's what I was looking for. I wanted to be signed to Def Jux. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I was like, and what was, was on like, that? Like, what was like, so we sent demos to every motherfucker. But like Def Jux, like, like like what artists? Like what did you want to oh, be associated everybody. with? I, was, I, mean, I, mean, I don't well, know one, that. One, look, look, I could start here. LPs to this day is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Mm. Of all time. Um, Aesop Rock. I mean, yeah, that, they they didn't. Def Jux didn't put out a record that I didn't fuck with. Okay, ever. ever. Aesop mean, Rock. That's crazy. Aesop Rock. Mr. Lift. Cannibal Ox. I mean, the list goes on. Like you had. Uh, party fun action committee, which is like the hip hop tenacious D. You know what I'm saying? Like LP had his finger on See, like 
the pulse. You know that, what I mean? like, like that that you felt is what I saw fueled by Ramen as. Wow. So I was so curious, like for you, were you like, oh my God, this is my dream label? Or were you like, all right, these people seem like good people. I saw what Fallout Boy was doing. I'll give it a chance. So, so, for, so for me, and that's awesome to hear you say. Like, like, I just got tingle bunnies, but <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awesome to hear you say. For me, the flip side was like, well, if we can't get signed to Def Jux, we can do what I feel we could do on Def Jux with Fuel by Ramen. You know what I'm saying? And like, not only that, everything was so incestuous, for yeah. lack of a better word, yeah. with Fuel by Ramen. And it, and we literally became this huge family, you know what I mean? We started touring together, like making music together, you know what I'm saying? Like, and Dude. I was just like, this is everything I wanted to do with Jux, but now it's more, I feel like it's more like genuine, you know what I'm saying? Like, like here's the thing, hip hop is so fucking fickle. Like, mm -hmm. and I'll just, I'll keep it a hundred percent. Anybody who wants to detest or defy me, I'll fight you <laughs> fist to cuffs. <laughs> Fisticuffs, you know what I'm the saying? The formal like, fight, fight invitation. Hip -hop, the hip hop, especially the underground hip hop communities, like so those names fickle. that you like, said, and like absolutely. that scene at that time. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Scene, like, it was like, and and had we signed the Jux, I honestly feel like nobody would have fucked with us you because know? you would have like, been every other thing in that. And that's what I was just gonna say is what you did in that fueled by family is so fucking important more important in my opinion than any other band because for the kid like me here's where it comes in and here's what you need to fucking realize dude i didn't grow up with a mixed family right mm -hmm. but i didn't care about that scene as much Word i up. found warp tour late mm -hmm. but i had found like what was i i was listening to like talib quality and like beastie boys yes but then yes. like mixed with like blink 182 absolutely so when absolutely. i like i didn't know fallout boy i didn't know these bands mm -hmm. it sounded similar and i was like oh this is cool yeah but i had like the like green day blink 182 or then the other complete different side where i was listening to like snoop dogg with my brother or word, like you know word, things like that so like me finding finding gym class mm -hmm. in fueled by ramen that was the thing and then the fucking family dude and I talk about the family so much and it hasn't been like this since then. And I want to hear everything because I idolize that. You I guys did you songs like, like how uh, Patrick came and sang on your songs or William on Seven Weeks. I'm like, they were like, you guys all toured together and there was stories and so, lore I mean, and community. Like You just brought, brought me back to the Feel by Ramen and Friends tour, which was probably one of my favorites. I mean, there's definitely tours I've done that outshine that tour like like just because i was geeking out with who i was on tour with. like for instance like we we co-headlined with the roots what and estelle opened and i was just like how the fuck like how? yeah but that's later on but um back to back just real quick back to the the jukes and fbr thing it was like what everything i, I wanted to do on Def Jux, I'm gonna do times two with FBR. You know what I'm saying? And whenever we do do interviews, people and, and we get this shit all the time. Like, how do you guys fit on this roster? How do you feel being surrounded by pop punk and, and emo bands? I'm like, well, one, we feel fucking awesome because they've accepted us into this family. But two, it's like, does it really matter? Like, 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 and, and I used to always refer to us as the adoption. And, and please. Please don't take this any type of way, but I used to say that we felt like the adopted Asian baby uh, on, on Feel by Ron. It's like, hey, look at this cute little baby we have. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the fuck 
is going to grow up to look like, but it's cute right now. You, you certainly know didn't fit in with the rest of what everyone <laughs> looked like or sounded like. Not at all. I don't Not think that's all. taken the wrong way at all. I think it was just yeah. like very apparent. For but sure. That's my point. And this is where it comes back to all of me wanting to know about how much of an outcast you were in all of this. Because if you had gone to Jooks, yeah. it, it would you would have been like the like even like like Aesop Rock, like yeah. not that many people know him really, like yeah. not in the scale of things. Yeah. Like, not, and not, it was a legend. Not as many as they should. Not as many as, sh- as right. they should. You know so mean? by you going to Fueled By, instead, you gave an entire generation to me, like you made FBR jokes. I, I, th- I think by going against the grain. Absolutely. I, I think we made FBR cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, but they, you they, made they had it already like had, a, like, yeah, like they had already had, like, their finger on the pulse of what was popping. You know what I mean? But, but a huge I will tell you risk this, all around. Like it risk, wouldn't have been risk. the same. It was the missing piece. But you know, you know what did it for me? And but also scared the shit out of me. Mm. The first tour that we did with FBR was with Less Than Jake. And oh I don't know if God. you've ever been to a Less Than Jake show, but Less Than Jake fans don't fuck with nobody but less than Jake. Well, yeah, and it's so, like very it's like ska. Like it's like a whole different side of like so I can't they, imagine gym class. They throw that. us on tour at less than Jake, but like our first show, we got all the all the fans dancing and fucking. I'm like, I I was frightened because like John Janik was like, hey, just or actually it wasn't John Janik, it was fucking, it was Vinny, the drummer from Two Bar. I was like, hey, like he's like, bro, like. So want you let, I want to let you know, and Vinny, Vinny, was, Vinny, the drummer of Less Than Jake, yeah, who yeah. was a part of he, founding he, he, Fueled by Ramen. He, yeah, him yeah. and John Janik started Fueled by Ramen. And he hit me, he was like, listen, I, I just want you to know, like, our fans are pretty fucking, you know, loyal. And, and like, uh, I just don't want you to get bummed out if shit don't go the way it, it he's like, just do you and like, yeah. be genuine. And, and I took that to heart and I just did me. And the first show I was, I went on the bus, he was like, and the whole, the whole band, Everybody, let's just Roger. Everybody, just like, yo, you guys fucking smashed tonight. I can't wait for this tour. And I'm like, huh? that's all the validation I needed. Damn. All the validation I needed. You know what I mean? To hear that shit from Vinny and and everybody else in the band, like yeah. especially like going into it thinking like, yo, we're about to get murdered. Like yeah. they're gonna hate us. We're about to get tomatoes thrown at us. Like yeah, dude. Maybe I mean, knives. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it was super scary. But like, you gotta take those fucking chances. You know what I mean? You gotta take those fucking chances. And we, and we did. And that was that's another tour that that goes down in the books for me you know what i mean because it, it opened me up to like being comfortable uncomfortable you know what i'm saying oh, like shit. like yeah being comfortably uncomfortable if that makes sense it like, does make sense <laughs> it does make sense and that's like again like you set that example that that was okay because when i saw you i wouldn't have known it you just fucking owned it but now when i'm talking to you you're sharing it i get it and i'm like that must have been fucking hard oh, but when hard. i saw you like at the days of like, once you're finally like, you're fueled by ramen, you have the cosign, you're popping. Yeah, you were the fucking coolest person at work because you were different, and no one could fake that. They can't. You, you, you can't. So like all that struggle that you went through, all the uncertainty, all the risk by not doing jokes and by doing fueled by, makes you the role model that nothing can replicate, and makes you the fucking forefather, the, the forefather of of all of this culture, like. <laughs> I just this episode is so fucking important to me because I like and it doesn't matter honestly it doesn't matter that people do or don't know that about you but I'm just like 
it has to be understood how fucking cool that was because that I have a fucking career in music because I gave a shit because of like finding these early times and you're just this cool motherfucker that's like, yeah, I really cared and I wanted to do this thing. Like it's and, so important to me. Finn, like like to be honest with you, like like there's people who can fake being cool. Then there's cool people. Then there's people who think they're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I think like there's levels to this shit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like in the beginning, and and I don't know if you remember like early early gym class shows, like, and I don't do it as much anymore, but like this was my my defense mechanism whenever I'd feel uncomfortable. I would make faces and shit. Like oh, I Oh yeah. I would, that like, was like a lot of your promo yeah, photos people, and shit too. People were like, yo, like this motherfucker's like the hip hop. I was quoted as being the hip hop Jim Carrey. Like, <laughs> I think, and, and I think in, in one AP article they called me plastic, uh, elastic face or some shit. Like, no way. Travis McCoy and his elastic face, because but that that was a way for me, like me making faces and like, yeah. like distorting my face and doing like weird shit and like like that was that made me comfortable on stage. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. How can you be like like how can you be mad at a dude that just made you fucking piss your pants? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. by pulling a face. Like yeah. and like looking back on some of those shows, I'm just like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. But I was like like carving a way for me to maneuver through this shit without feeling like I wasn't meant to be there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, With like the very apparent, like you weren't meant to be there. You yeah, weren't. Like, and, but and I wasn't, I wasn't so shucking special. and jiving. I just yeah. found my own way, you know, whether it's like, uh, hold on, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? Like I, I, it, it just made me comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and at that time, everybody was swinging their mics around and fucking trying to be James Brown, but they had no rhythm. So it looked <laughs> completely out of place. You know what I mean? But I was like, hey, like if that's what makes you comfortable, do it. Me pulling faces and and fucking hocking loogies in the air and catching them in my mouth makes me comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like, like, f- like that was like it was your way to become your own performer. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, but like that, like oh my god. Okay, so this is you can see how excited I am about this era. I'm with it. I'm with it. So I also want to know, like. You understand how much I like that. I, I expressed that of how much I think that you were this forefounder of that. I want to know for you then what your what it looks like to you and what what where your headspace is. Like what at what point do you think like okay we're good? Not necessarily we made it, but like we're gonna go play this show and I know we're the coolest people on the bill. Maybe you're not headlining, but like you know that you're about to go fucking kill it. You know gym class is a thing. Like you yeah. fucking, you know the stride is there. So for me, like we 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 wiggled our way into the Fueled by Ramen family. Yep. Um, got accepted with open arms. Yep. Um, there were a couple bands that didn't really fuck with us, and and I guess on on with that being said, fuck Yellow Card. <laughs> sorry. You know what? Not I'm sorry. I'm like, not one to. It's it's not worth the energy. Yeah, but that's yeah. crazy. You say that, and I thought that I was one of the only pers- people that had a very negative experience Yo, with them. Fuck that band. But like, they're not worth the energy, and I want to hear but, about the dope but, shit. But I, I but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. 
quick break right here to let you know that support for Where Are All My Friends is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. All right, so check it out. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. They sent me this package, and I was legitimately impressed. The entire presentation of it, everything that comes in it, it's just sick. It's such high quality. It's really, really good. And I didn't want to talk about it until I tried it. But the Lawnmower 4.0 is a trimmer with this rad ceramic blade. It reduces grooming accidents because of it. And it is waterproof, so you no longer need to shave on the floor of your bathroom. You can just pop into the shower and get it done nice and clean. We love that. On top of that, they send you a whole bunch of other rad stuff. They send you the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner. They send you performance boxers and a travel bag to hold it all together. And I can't forget the little weed whacker for your ear and nose hairs. So good. Altogether, it's legitimately a product that I really love. It changed the game for me, so you can change the game for yourself as well and level up your hygiene game. And again, to do so, go to manscaped.com, get free shipping and 20% off with the code WAAMF20. Again, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code WAAMF20. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to it. So me being a a person of color, I went up to the drummer like, hey, we just signed a few by Rama, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool to be, you know what I mean? Like a part of that, he's like, oh, well, we just signed Atlantic and walked away. And I was like, eat a whole dick, motherfucker. So like from that point on, I was just like, fuck them dudes. But then when and and this has nothing to do with anything, but when they tried to sue Juice World after he passed, oh. I was just like, really fuck yellow card. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like dude, y'all motherfuckers ain't doing shit. Now you're trying to fucking make some money off some uh, somebody dead who like who cherished you as a band. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, like, like that that was the biggest fucking like okay. You know what I'm saying? Going like, back to like you had a few influential people, like early people that like had it not been for them believing in you when you were in your formative years and like mm-hmm. your guidance counselor and your first yeah. producer, like these people, it's the opposite of that. When you have like the bully band like them yeah. and they're like too cool for you, you're like, oh, all right, that was, fuck that, you then. The hold my beer while I go get world famous. That like, part. <laughs> the, you know what I'm saying though? Like it's the one or the other. You either have the people that believe in you or the people that are so fucking laughably rude to you where God. you're like, all right, fuck you then. Hold my beer watch me go do this Bro, I, did you I, ever that i'll i'll never forget and and not to not to 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 chomp on this for for too long and like you said not to waste any energy on it but when he walked away from me i was just like damn like i thought i thought i had a partner in this shit like i thought family. i was like yeah absolutely. fueled by family like, you like, thought like the way pete was and well, 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 well being a pe- person of color you know what i'm saying like 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 I'm not alone. Oh my god! But then god. this motherfucker just literally left me hanging. Like, yeah, we're leaving. We're not in Feel by Ron anymore. We're on Atlantic, and just walked away. And I was like, <laughs> like after I watched if, their whole set, I watched their whole and set. And if you were like, to have one fucking easy homie, as far as being an outcast, you're like, yo, like, yo, what yo, other man. black and kid he, in this yo, scene? He walked away from me like I wasn't shit, and like, I hope. And and I don't wish nothing bad on nobody, but like. That was he a, could eat a whole fat dick. Like, that was a time dick. of like to be rude or not be rude. Like that was a time where it was like you really didn't have to be rude. There. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like yeah, all yeah, right, yeah. cool, bro. You're like shake my hand and just anything, like, anything, anything, yeah. anything. Okay, but, but don't so, walk away from me like oh, 
now I'm on a major label, so eat a dick. Like, like it was weird. Dude. It was really weird. And and it left a it left a really bad taste in my mouth. And, but it also made me realize that or not made me realize, but I, I told myself I'd never treat anyone like how I was treated by him. You know that, what I'm saying? Dude, ever. That ever. ever you because know what I'm that's like, like I got that. Like when I would watch like that era and see you, like it felt like this you fucking knew you were the outcast you knew you were the different one, owned it but owned you it. were so fucking owned happy it. to be there Absolutely. you were so like it Absolutely. was family and it was like absolutely. this fun game of like yeah motherfuckers i am at work tour real. absolutely and absolutely. i loved that we i wasn't we, like, we earned our stripes you know what i'm saying we we put in that work but but at the end of the day it's like i look back on those days like like the early few by ramen days and i'm just like yo like if I ever had a chance to be a part of a family like that again, where, you know, everybody understood everybody and, and everybody was doing something different, but somehow it all made sense. Bro, I would drop everything right now to be a part of something like that again. You know what I'm saying? Like everything right now to be a part of something like that again. But in the same sentence, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, uh, okay, but check me out. Check me out in that. I think that that's a thing. And again, it doesn't matter. We don't have to be the people talking about the good old days. But nah, nah, I just, sure. that is a, an element of family and community and music that I don't think has been the same since then. And I, I don't think, like, it doesn't matter. I'm so here for the next generation and for anyone to reinvent. Oh, it's coming. Like, it's always going to be. It's coming. But like that, what? how formative that was in like learning that you could build an entire community of misfit kids mm -hmm. shaped my entire teenage years. And like y'all were the fucking ambassadors of that. And like, you know, that's you know, crazy. like that's it. That's crazy. That's it. You, you know what I'm saying? I have another question. And you said Aaron Gillespie, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. We so he was about. on the podcast uh, a little while back. Uh, yeah. Fucking incredible homie, Florida, the Florida illest. fam. The illest. I asked them, him this question and Tim from the band. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really fun. And like you were a fucking hero of Warp Tour. But did you have a moment? I guess it doesn't have to be Warp Tour, but like, a moment where you were just like oh fuck like we're big like for them they broke a stage in atlanta and they like they like they both talked about like that moment and it was like chasing safety era but like did you have a moment where like you're on a stage or like there's just like a single specific moment where you're like oh shit it happened <laughs> not not necessarily warp tour specific it doesn't have to be warp tour okay, but they uh, just happened to mention it but i'm hmm. curious like what your moment there, there, is there, of, like, there's, there's oh yeah, there's there's a bunch of moments where I was just like, okay, shit is getting real. But I think one that stands out for me, probably the Kanye shit that happened. He did it. Kanye did a show in Vegas, and midway through the set, he stops the whole show. He's like, stop, stop. He's like, yo, 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 you stop. Everybody, stop, stop. <clears throat> and he's like, yo, I was on my way to the show, and my driver put on his song. And I was like, yo, turn that shit up. And he's like, I want you to hear that shit right now. And he played Cubist Chokehold. No fucking way. Yo, it's, it's on YouTube. You can find it. Pete actually sent me the link. And I was like, like, is this real life? You know that, you know that, 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 that the video of the little kid that comes from the dentist? And he's like, is this real life? Like, that's how I felt. I was like, this shit didn't just happen. Like, I, I didn't even he stopped know. the entire show and was like, yo, play that shit right now. And, what year do you think that was? Uh, Mm, Hodge, what do you say? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. 
around so like there. college dropout was 2004 or five so like he was like in like oh, he, he was, was fucking he was huge. all the way in all the way in. I, I, it was it was before it was probably before um 808s and heartbreaks okay oh so well, he was well, in well it his... had to be it had to be when cubis was popping like so five five so like graduation era. yeah yeah, yeah oh my god so, so he's fucking locked did you meet him like did that come of anything so i i i, I played scrabble with with kanye <laughs> like um, you played Scrabble with Kanye West. What? What? I need through, no through, other through celebrity so, stories. That is the best thing so, I have ever fucking heard. So I, I I lived with I lived with Pete uh for a few months out here in L.A. and he's like, Yo, uh, I'm about to go play Scrabble with Kanye. You want to come? I'm like, Motherfucker, what? Do I want to come play Scrabble? Like, one, not only like, not only did I fucking when I was fucking. 14 years old, try to write, like rewrite the entire dictionary in notebooks just so I could remember words. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna work with words, I might as well, I mean, like- That's crazy. I'll fuck anybody up in Scrabble, you know what I'm saying? Tell so I'm like, won. let's go. I didn't though. Stop didn't. it, no. Pete fucked everybody up. Like, no. I thought I was a wordsmith. Pete's a motherfucking genius. Like. Like he's a genius. Is this like a thing amongst lyricists where y'all like meet and fucking play Scrabble? Is this I mean, like a I, ranking maybe, maybe, thing? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it may be, but that that was my only experience with it. But I will say this: like if 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 that's what you do for a living, I mean, whatever you do for a living, you gotta dive in face deep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And for me, like I remember at a very young age, I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I want to know what all these words mean. And that was before rhyming dictionaries existed. Yeah. I just I just want like, and for me, it was like. Whenever you write something down, it's committed to memory. You know what I mean? Like, especially if I uh -huh. write it, if I write it, yeah. I remember it. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I got, I got, I got, I think I got to the R's mm -hmm. and I gave up. I, that, like, I mean, that's fucking far, dude. It's a lot. It's a lot. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, but so Kanye plays it. Yeah. Pete, you go play fucking Scrabble with Kanye West. Pete beats you both. That's hilarious. Destroyed us. That's but. this moment. So like 2005-ish, you're like, oh, fuck. This might be real. I'm playing Scrabble with Kanye West and yeah. he's playing my songs at shows. It's pretty intense. And and honestly, I, there's been no like, <laughs> like no communication <laughs> since. <laughs> you guys like, aren't like playing words with friends nah, together nah, now? Nah, like, nah. There's, there's tap back like in with Kanye? <laughs> nothing since, but... Um, <laughs> yeah like that was for me like i mean i had to geek down a lot i was yeah. like all right i'm going in this man's house like mm. he's kanye west yeah. whatever like he's on the top of his shit right now and yeah. but we're going to play scrabble so like like fuck it like we're playing scrabble you know what yeah. i'm saying like as anyone but would. um yeah that that was that was a moment and a half for for sure because um, my next question to that is you basically became like you were like fucking celebrity highest celebrity of celebrity like mm. you transcended the scene was that a thing you had to like get good at like were you good at it was it i was weird? horrible at it. I, was, like, I, I was i was i was absolutely horrible did you want at being, it? being a celebrity and i i had seen and i won't name names but i i'd seen people like literally like working hard to be celebrities you know yes. I mean? like they, i mean they were in the position yeah you know i mean and they had had like you know the the backing and the cosigns and all that shit but like it was a job and yes i was like that's the last thing I, i'm not i'm like being a musician is a job in an in and of itself you right know what I'm and being a performer is a job in and of itself being a celebrity is a job i don't want to even fucking fill out a 
a goddamn application for it. Right. You know like, miss you like, with it. That was not the intention. Shit. Absolutely. So, that's so interesting. Um, seeing, seeing people like, again, I won't mention names, but like, you know, like I'd be with people and they, they get a call like, hey, you know, TMZ's at, at, at this, at this place right now. Uh, you should probably go there. And I'm like, oh, it's I like that. Never like, waste get- gas to go to get pictures taken of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah like it, it, it like but certain people were it, like it was oh, like a thing they, of like oh, were, oh it was like i mean I, i've seen schedules like i've literally seen schedules like they'll be here 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 this time this time this time this time blah blah, blah. like make a couple of them you know i mean make a couple appearances and i'm just like man like after all the shit i have to do in the studio on stage you know like connecting with fans the last thing i want to do is fucking like be this weird fucking zoo animal for people who really don't give a fuck about what i'm doing yeah as an artist you know what i'm saying like yeah they just want to see what sneakers i have on or or you know what i mean like when we we you know when when things started like really really moving for gym class whenever i went back home i had to tell everybody about the tr- you know like how the tour went and it became this like it just became so like like what's the word i'm looking for it just became so like robotic yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like all right automatic it's the same shit like i told you last time you know mm-hmm. what i mean like we hit a city we crush it mm-hmm. get on the bus and it's on to the next and there was a part of me that was like well fuck it let me just show you instead of telling you so i would bring you know friends on tour um i bring family out on tour so just so I didn't have to go home and repeat the same stories over again, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, um, you know, there were people in my life who were talented and I'm in this position now and I have this platform. I'm like, well, why the hell would I not use this platform to help them get to where, not, not necessarily get to where I'm at, but to, to help them get to a place where they can help other people you know what i mean like do like you think that comes back to you being that lost kid though because like two things that we talked about in this pod is like how you were the outcast and how the few people that really understood you were everything to you and then how the assholes were also the everything of the fuck you like do you think you felt that of like now if i'm in a position where i can help these people i think you hit it dead on the head like i but but i think it also goes back to what we were talking about earlier about being a people pleaser you know from a young age like wanting to make everyone happy and 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 want not wanting to let anyone down you know what i'm saying and um i think that was that was deep rooted like even before i started making music through my father you know what i mean my my father's been my 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 superhero my entire life you know what i mean like i like coming from a small town geneva like wherever we went no matter where we went like people hey my dad's name's homer hey homer how's it going like i'm like dad how do you know all these people is it's like I'm just a good, I'm yeah, nice, I'm a nice yeah. guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit, being a nice guy must go a, a long way, you know what I mean? And that was like an important thing that you noticed, right? Oh, like, absolutely. At my grandfather, age, I had that with age. my grandfather. Really? Everyone in town knew him, and I thought it was so cool. It's super cool. Not like, like I wanted the cloud, like, or like, not like I like, but there was just something about that of like, wow. It's not, it's so not about many... cloud, I think it's more about respect. Yes. You know what I mean? It's way more about respect than clout. And, and, my dad is so well respected in my hometown and and just like how i wanted what pete had and and what fall boy had with their fans is what i wanted with 
my not not only my hometown but just with the world i wanted i wanted people to know that i was a nice guy and and you know what i mean yeah. i wanted to be waved at and you know what i mean like yeah. hey you know I mean? And, and it's crazy that, we, that we're talking about now because you know we just did a so what music festival yeah and i can't tell you how many kids came up to me and were like yo like I, I wouldn't have got through this if it wasn't for you. Uh, I wouldn't be making music if it wasn't for you. I had motherfuckers come up, coming up to me calling me dad. Like, like you're my dad. Uh, yeah, I'm like, like Just the like the fuck? respect. Like, yeah. and, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm becoming my dad. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. And and in a, in a different sense. Right. But it's something that, that's that's always been like near and dear to my heart. Is, yeah. is Like I said, it's, it's, it's beyond clouds. It's more yeah. about respect. And I think it was the first or second day. So what? I went back to the hotel and I cried. I was like, "Damn, I didn't know I had this type of impact on people." You know what I'm saying? Like, like kids were coming up to me crying, like, "Yo, like I can't believe I'm meeting." Like, and like not just like any kids. I'm talking about like big brolic motherfuckers yeah. from Texas. Like, yo, like bro, like you got me through this, and like it, it was intense. It was intense, and um, you know, for my fiance to be there with me and see that, it was kind of like. Not that I needed to be validated in any way, shape, or form, but she was just like, "Yo, like it you did that for her, you did that." Too, and and it, I was yeah. just like, you know, I broke down in tears, and I was, and they were happy tears. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, man, if I if I could be what my dad was for me, for anybody else, like I've done my job. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done God, my job. That's so fucking sick, and that's like that's what I wanted to hear because I. I didn't know, but I had a feeling that it wasn't about the clout and like they're nah, like never. the the very fuck you famous a life travi that you could have been like that's not it. Mm -mm. You were just like I just want to help my. And that's I, the reason why I never moved to Los Angeles because I, I didn't I didn't want to lose I didn't want to lose touch with that. You know what I'm saying? I and thought I feel, that might be it. I, I felt like had I moved out here, dude. this this whole podcast would went a lot differently. Right, dude. Right. <laughs> I it fear it. A lot I fear it living here, like being the slightly small town, like Florida person. Yeah, I have to go home a lot to check myself and to like reset because it creeps yeah, up you on you. To. you it to. fucking creeps up on you. That's exactly why whenever me and Hodge come out here, I do what the fuck I gotta do and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know Dude, saying? and I respect that. Like that shows that you're a real one. Word up. And okay, actually this goes to like the next point and kind of like the, the, the other thing that was really important that I wanted to talk to you about mm. on this is like talking about being a real one. Like, dude, you did it like you won the game like you did the touring and you did the stuff and you had the moments and the Word fucking up. huge songs and i don't know like what platinum and diamond but like you've had the singles got some plaques like, bro got some plaques yeah you I could probably fill a room or two like you fucking <laughs> did it like bro you could be chilling so many people get to such a lesser spot and then like go and go into the shadows and do their thing but like you're here right now. You're out in LA doing press mm -hmm. and like it's not like you're like stoked and thrilled to be in LA, right? Like you nah, know I mean, that that's it, here's not the thing. The... Like like I like as long as I know like like <laughs> my window. Yeah. Like and yeah, it doesn't yeah. you know, as long as I know my window, I'm good. You yeah, know I mean? fair. If it's like, all right, we going out there and until we get everything done, I'm like, bro, I need a motherfucking, I need a hard yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah you gotta give me a hard hour like you but know my point over. to all of that <laughs> is like i think that if you're here right now and you put out never slept better i have a theory that it 
doesn't matter to you at all about any of like the chasing numbers or the things no, like I think that no, you're an never. artist that has to just keep making art when you Absolutely. believe in it but Absolutely. I don't want to say that for you so like tell me here you are now doing it all like again and yeah. like putting this album out like what so so tell so me. speaking on that like like I I just rem- I can, I can recall the fear the fear I used to have about numbers and about you know like sales and 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 charts and all that shit that shit is out the it's been out the window you know what i mean like to me it's more about and and it's for years it's been about how this connects with people it's always been like this innate thing in the back of my head where i like like well it, it used to be this innate thing in the back of my head where i'm like damn like i wonder what what first week's gonna be like and the minute I got out of my situation with Atlantic and my old management company, all that shit was out the window. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yo, like, if you fuck with the record, you fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, you don't. But I will do everything in my power to fucking show you and make you feel how much I put into this body of work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah whoa i feel that mean and i feel like that 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 means more than any fucking any number on any chart or any you know copies or streams sold you know what i'm saying like and and always will and always will but what's fucking crazy is now for the first time it's gone back to that i think so and i think that I think both you and I, like my touring days, and again, like you have time on me. Like I saw you at the tour before I got yeah. to tour, but like it was a bad habit and a bad culture around stressing on scans and mm-hmm. album sales. And like, well, you know, think- it, it takes away from the artistry. You know right. what I mean? Like, because because now you're not making you're you're not making art for yourself, or you're not making art for those that you love. You're making art for charts yes. you're making art for people that don't have a musical fucking bone in their body you know what i'm saying and like i, I did it for too long you know what i'm saying and and it's a bad habit it's, it's like a, it's a terrible habit yeah and and was i successful in doing so kind of yeah you know what I, mean? But <laughs> I mean was i happy kind of you yeah. know what i'm saying but like with putting never slept better out with hopeless it brings me back to those FBR days because now I'm surrounded by a whole team of people who believe in this album so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and are constantly tapping in, like, hey, how's it going? Like, blah, blah. Like, yo, like it 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 feels like those FBR days again. And I don't want to compare FBR and Hopeless, but because it's a whole new realm for it's me. It's a whole but, new era. It's everything. But it's also yeah. full circle for me to go back after experiencing you know, this crazy meteoric rise to fame or whatever, you know, this marginal celebrity, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's more than marginal. Like, I'll be the guy to say I, I, it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a humble motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it, but to go full circle and 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 to be on an indie label, um, here's the thing, like, major labels, like, and, and, and I'm going to keep the shit talking to a bare minimum, but they're not, con- they're not concerned with art. They're not concerned with art. You know what I'm saying? They're concerned with numbers. They're concerned with fucking money. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, if this shit don't work out, work out for hopeless, like, like as far as 
you know, like they're going to make this shit work out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they've invested, like they have an investment in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. whereas major labels, they have a whole crab bucket full of artists that they can just toss in. You're buying and, lottery and, tickets. Exactly. It's you're like buying lottery tickets. Absolutely. Whereas so like, you're, you're fighting a battle together at an indie. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. And it's, it has put a, it's literally put a brand new battery in my back. Like where I'm like, Hey, like, I'm about to work just as hard as you guys are. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, dude. And I never felt that with with Atlantic. I, I felt like, well, if I don't have a song that they don't fuck with, then I have to keep going back to the drawing board until they until something hits. And I'm like, and that has to fuck with you as an artist. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? But not no more. Mm-hmm. Not no motherfucking mouth. So like this is like a whole <laughs> do other era of you. Like like you get to like come back to that Absolutely. same spark of that dude that was my fucking hero and of it these feels days. Amazing. And it feels amazing. And 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 not to cut you off, but that's it. If no, it feels it feels amazing to 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 hear you say these things. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that have been riding with me since the beginning of my career that feel the same way with this album being put out. You know what I'm saying? Like wow, right. like like. He did this like for us, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I did for myself and for y'all, you know what I'm saying? And and back to the hopeless thing, like, couldn't have done it without him. I was I was in a, a dark dark place when you know at mid record where where gym class was falling apart. Um, you know I was going through shit with, you know like like personal shit like friends passing away and just just a, a lot of shit you know I mean, you the listen pandemic, to your lyrics shit, like bro you know like all you have to do is listen to your lyrics to know you've lived some fucking life <laughs> like good god yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like bro like it's crazy to me because too it's not even like it's not even just this album to me i just really respect like clearly you're here because you want to create and make something and make art and like that shit is the shit that i respect it's like that's the like that was the person that went against the grain in the beginning that wore the shirts when you were called out that fucking was the 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 band playing shows with less than jake where you didn't fit in like that courage that like that it was an authentic facing that fear you know what i'm saying facing that fear like and like here you are Still, as an artist being like, all right, like I'm going to show back up and I'm going to prove it fucking again. And I'm going to do like, you didn't have to, but you did for the love of it. And like, that's so fucking cool to me. And I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. Thank you. That's that's a, that's a, that's a a pinky promise. Touch thumbs and lock it. Oh, you got to lock it. Let me show you how to do this. There you go. That's how you do it. That's how you lock it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And if you don't know, now you know. I know. Yeah. So you can have uh, what is it? What did I give you? Um, potato. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, goddamn. Uh, uh, potato. Uh, 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 fuck. Fuck. It was there. I said it. Potato. The potato. It was. It was. Uh, fuck me. I say it all. Uh, we got it. We got it on film. We run it back. You got to text it to me. You said uh, Diana. We'll, we'll run it back. Yeah, yeah. Pota- you fucking potato. The pot- all right. Well, uh, I feel like we did the goddamn thing. I could probably talk to you for like this could be like its own fucking podcast. It's I'm just I ask you every hey, half hey. chapter of history. But if, if you ever want to do it, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> until we get to that, to conclude, is there anything we should shout out? Or um, well, first and foremost, I want to thank you. You know what I mean for taking the time and 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 well, not only just taking the time, but like 
fam, like like you brought you brought you brought up shit that I forgot about. You know what I'm saying? And 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 brought me back to a place that that um again like were my formative years, and I wouldn't be here if not for what you were talking about earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like like you walking by that MySpace tent and going, "What the fuck is that?" You know what I'm saying? Like um and that was always in the back of my head, like. Somebody's gonna walk by and come in here. And then it got to a point where like we're in the tent, but like there was a crowd from the tent all the way to the main stage. I'm like, how the and Kevin Lyman's like, how the fuck? Like, wait, what what? You know what I mean? But beyond all that shit, I wanna thank you for uh, you know, having me on. I wanna thank my manager Hodge, you know what I mean, for believing in me this whole time. And making this podcast. And happen. for making this shit happen, you know what I mean? Um I want to thank everybody at Hopeless, you know what I mean? Lewis, Tobin, Aaron, Josh, the cold list goes on. I want to thank all my f- friends and family, all my fans who stuck with me at, throughout the years, you know what I mean? There was a there was a huge gray area, but uh I think now that you get to digest this album, you know that I wasn't just home jerking my dick. I was putting in work, you know what I'm saying? And and yeah. chronicling what was going on in my life and and now you get to to hear what I was up to, but all in all, I just want to thank like the creator for making me. Uh, I want to thank Sade for uh, having my mom and dad get together and make me. Um, <laughs> 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 I want to thank. I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank Fuel by Ramen for giving me my motherfucking jump off. I want to say fuck you to Yellow Card. Yep. I want to say like fuck you one. to Saves the Day. <laughs> I want to say fuck you to um anybody who 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 feels a type of way about me saying that. And I want to say I love you to anybody who who loves me. That's Dude, about it, bro. That's my favorite sign off ever. <laughs> love, brother. All right, there you go. The Travi McCoy episode. I can't believe I'm saying that. That was a really special full circle one. Massive shout out to Hodge. Thank you for making that happen. And uh, I hope you guys liked this. If you did and you're here at the end, I want to try this. I want to hook up anybody that, that made it here to the end and that has supported the podcast. So if you're here at the end, send me a DM and send me the word potato random word send me potato in a dm or a message and i'll mail you some stickers for where are all my friends if you want to go above and beyond rate the podcast subscribe if you haven't already all those little things are super helpful for podcast discovery and it helps me continue to grow the show and talk to more rad people and then if you want to support the show there is the where are all my friends patreon that's patreon.com slash where are all my friends any contribution there is massive and helps it all keep going most importantly just thank you for listening thank you for sticking around this one was really special the more people that hear it the more people that enjoy it i don't know it's just it means a lot to me i love doing this podcast and i love telling stories like this so more so than anything i just hope you enjoyed it like i did i'll be back next week with another episode thank you for listening